The easy way to start doing this is to pick one task that you think that you could give to somebody else. And the process is to have them come and observe you and maybe observe you a couple times doing that process. And then you do it with them. Okay, so you do the, they watch you do it, then you do it with them. And then you give them a task or a project and then you give them feedback to that. And so just do that with multiple areas of your ministry. And what you'll find is that is the process in which you begin to give away your things and multiply people in your life. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Lead Volunteers podcast. Now, if you've been around the lead ministry, lead volunteers ecosystem, you know that a passion area of mine is multiplying ourselves in ministry. Well, I do have a special guest today, and I'm very, very excited. Uh, Bill is a seasoned veteran in ministry. He's got a lot of, of you know, he's kind of a, a, a jack of all trades, and he's actually, actually an expert in quite a few of them. Uh, so I'm excited about this interview. We're talking about not having a lid to your very own ministry and actually opening the doors and realizing how big and great ministry could be. Well, Mr. Bill, good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Yeah, it's so great to be on here. You bet. So Bill, why don't you just just give us a quick overview of who you are. I know you, you're a great guy, but I want to hear from you. Tell us where you're from, what you do, kind of your interests in ministry and stuff like that. Sure. My name is Bill, obviously, and I am a pastor in Green Bay, Wisconsin, at a church called Spring Lake Church. And uh, I've been actually at Spring Lake for 14 years. <laughs> but during that time, I've done like almost everything in ministry, right. it feels like. I think the only thing I haven't been in charge of at one point is kids ministry and worship ministry. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> you've done it I've all. I've kind of done it all. And I think through that time, I've learned so much about what it really takes to multiply leaders. And like you said in your intro, like to not be the lid for things. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really excited for this conversation. I'm excited to talk about what that looks like. And the cool thing about multiplying leaders is that it actually applies to all areas of ministry. Almost anything you can think about, you have to learn to apply this, this method of multiplying leaders. So that's right. Well, one of the things that I always say to leaders that typically garners a lot of support and, and like agreement is when I say the church is never going to be able to hire to meet all of the needs. It's just right. not going to happen. And so right. the volume of tasks that need to be done in comparison to the number of staff people that are on staff it's, it's completely out of balance. Therefore, kind of by design, the role of a pastor is to build up the body to do the work of the ministry, not to do yeah. the work of the ministry, right? Right. Amen. Well, and the other piece of that is actually, even if you had the means to hire <laughs> all of the positions that you would want to hire, that would be a very unhealthy church. In fact, Extremely. you're blessing people by allowing them to step into ministry and to use their gifts. That's the model that God created for the church. That's exactly right. So. In addition, I found, okay, so this, this harkens back to when I was not on staff uh, and then I became on staff, right? 
So when I started on staff, I, I had this whole laundry list of people that I needed to recruit and I was completely overwhelmed and I kind of freaked out and I looked at the sky, you know, indicating I was looking at heaven and I looked at the phone and I was like, God, this is unreasonable. And then I had this impression on my heart um, from the Lord was like, hey, have you grown, Josh, personally? Uh, in your relationship with me, in your knowledge of the scriptures, have you, ha, do you have more enjoyment in the church as a result of volunteering? And I was like, oh my word, I do know the word better. I can handle myself better. I've been stretched. I know tons more people because I've volunteered. And I was like, wow, volunteering actually grew me in a way that I could not have grown otherwise. And then, you know, God kind of laid the second piece to that in my heart when I felt the Lord was saying, do you think that I'm not capable of doing that very thing for everybody that you're going to recruit? And so then, Bill, yeah. I was actually rushing to the phone. I didn't feel squeamish. I didn't feel this was overwhelming. I felt in a sense like, like this is the means of my, of my, of the discipleship arm of my pastoral calling. This is how I'm going to help people grow. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's actually such a great point when we talk about recruiting mm -hmm. and learning what that it's learning to have the right um, mindset and the right attitude when it comes yes. to recruiting people. Because I think a lot of times people, when they go to recruit someone, they're apologizing for asking oh, to, the for these people to take on these responsibilities. And the reality is like, you should look at it as you are giving them an opportunity to grow. You're giving them an opportunity to um, bless the kingdom and be blessed by yes. kingdom work. You're giving the opportunity for them to be part of a community in a deeper way than they have been before, uh, to use their gifts, to see where God has um, given them special talents and abilities, to see God work through them. Like there's so many reasons to recruit somebody and to tell them like, you need this in your life. It's not, I'm not... I'm not trying to put a burden on you. I'm inviting you to something bigger than yourself. Yeah, for sure. Wherein lies the, the greatest blessing is when you're able to equip somebody to do some really heavy lifting in the kingdom, not because I'm a lazy, don't want to do it pastor, but because that's my job. My job is to enlist right. other people and to multiply myself. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing is like, this actually goes beyond ministry, even in, mm -hmm. the, in terms of doing that in your life. Uh, like God has crafted you with a certain set of like abilities that he's called you to do. And there's probably like 80% of the things you're doing right now that are not in that category of what God's called you to do. And so like finding people to bless with giving away that 80% is super important. Yes. Um, it frees, frees you up to do what God has actually specifically called you to do. Right. Now, here's the funny thing. Um, and I, it took me a while to realize this as well, because I did feel rather, I don't know, I don't want to say guilty, but I, I was, every one of us is always living within our very own selves. Okay. That's first. Second, I made the assumption that everybody hated, um, like budgeting and <laughs> spreadsheets and tabulating and keeping track of credit cards and keeping. And I thought, man, right. I can't stand this. And that's going to be a burden to any and everybody because that's a horrible task. 
That's not true. Yes. What's horrible for me yeah. is absolutely like gung-ho, goosebump moment. Can I please do that? And so that which yep. stinks for me often is a blessing for others. And I'll never forget, there was a gal named Val and she became my administrative assistant for seven years. And an indication, an indication that somebody actually loves something is number one, there's going to be at the top of their to-do list. They're like, ooh, 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 that'll be an easy one. I'll take care of that. Okay, budgeting and all that stuff was the absolute bottom of my list and I put it off to infinity. But for her, what I found through that experience is she actually like, she took it to places and spaces that I never could have imagined. I'm talking spreadsheets where you entered things and graphs appeared and comparisons. And I was like, wow, that's actually super valuable. And that never would have happened had I hoarded that ministry or thought that everybody hated it. Cause clearly she didn't. Right. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing to realize that we can't, uh, you know, it's like, there's so many people in our lives who they like the very thing that you hate doing and that you're not good at. <laughs> right. you know? And, and God created the body that That's way. Right. I mean, That's there's right. different, I mean, it's very clear. There's different parts of the body that do different things. And so, um, I'm with you on the, I'm not an administrator. I hate administrative. Oh, man, that, that's hate, my love. Okay. Keep going. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'll like, I'll gladly give away all of those administrative things. Um, I do like systems though. So I like working with administrators okay, there you to go. build systems where they can actually put them into place and then run those systems. Cause I'm a big strategy guy. So I okay. do love that. So I, I love seeing how gifts intermix with each other and make each other better, you know? And, and that's okay. I have to say, I, I don't actually like to maintain and pull off the administration. I'm actually more like you're saying, I like to build the system that's going to make it yeah. all of the gears run super smoothly, plug somebody into a couple of gear right. spots and I'm out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Um, you know, the funny thing, there was a guy that I knew in high school who was super adept at walking on his hands. And that, you have to be really strong in order to do that, right? He was a really good wrestler, state champion, all that kind of stuff, but he could walk on his hands. But your average yeah. person, your hands are for your hands, your feet are for your feet, right? <laughs> and so right, we right. got to find the people to where, you know, uh, the, the, where they where the feet can be the feet. Now, you did talk about right before we clicked record and I, I did steal your line a little bit. You said that, you know, we have a leadership lid and talk about that a little bit. Cause that's really the crux of the matter. I think. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of leaders in ministry who they got into ministry because they like doing the work of ministry. Yeah. Um, and they're called by God and all of those things, of course, but, um, they like doing the ministry, but then they don't realize it, but over the months and over the years of being in ministry, they, they're like, why is, why aren't things growing? Why haven't I continued to extend this ministry uh, past the point where I started it? And a lot of times the answer to that is because you are the lid. And I think right. that's one of the like biggest messages that we can get to people is that it's very easy very easy for you to become the lid to your own ministry. And the reason why that happens is because you only have so much capacity. Right. And so if you're not willing to actually really take the time to sit down and to discover 
all the things you're doing and lifting them out and figuring out what you can train people and give away, your ministry is going to have that lid and it's not going to grow past a certain size or certain depth um, because you're standing in its way. Oh, couldn't agree more. It's kind of like having this glass ceiling and the, the, the growth now gets up to that glass ceiling and it's confined and it starts to not be healthy and it ingrows on itself. And then the weeds, the, the, the leaves start to wither. You need to bust free. And what you're saying, and I agree with, is we are our own worst enemies. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and there's, thing, and the other, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, I was like, there is, there are aspects of your ministry that you think sometimes are too big to give away. And sometimes there's aspects of your ministry that you think are too small to give away. Okay. Explain, so, explain all of that. I completely agree, but tease that out. Right. Okay. So let me, let me talk about too small to give away. Um, I recently took over a ministry where I oversee the digital aspects of, of our church. And so I'm creating content. Um, one of the big things I do is take our sermon on Sunday and I break those into smaller pieces. And then I post that content online, Of course, um, kind of keeps extending the sermon message during the week for people and gains a new audience. So it's really cool. Well, what I was doing was I'm the one that's sitting down on Monday morning and I'm basically watching through the sermon. I'm trying to figure out what are the best points of the sermon. I'm trying to do all that. And I realized, you know, people who have nothing to do with digital content creation could actually help me with this process. And here's how I found three or four ladies or well, one, one of them is a guy, but three or four people in our church. And I said, Will you do me a favor? Will you listen during the sermon? I love this. And tell me one point during this sermon that it really piqued your interest and just write down what was said or the time that that happened in the sermon and just tell me on like send me an email on Sunday and said this part of the sermon really captured me. And I get all of those, I pull them all together and now on Monday when I sit down, I don't have to watch through a 35 minute sermon six times to figure out what the most impactful point is because I was just told it to people who have nothing to do with digital ministry, but they're helping me like bring the key highlights out of that passage so that I can highlight them and do my job better. Okay. So here's the funny thing as well. Um, Number one, that person feels needed. Okay. Yep. Number two, I mean, I have a master's degree in effective instruction, national board certified and teacher teacher excellence and all that. My point is from a learner's standpoint, you have just caused that person to ratchet it up in terms of their capacity to retain information because they were on the lookout for something good. You just Mm -hmm. peaked their brain to be on high alert. They're going to, they're growing simply because they're listening at a brand new level. Yeah, I love this. I love this idea of even time stamping. And so it's not about you doing less work. It's about involving other people. The more people we can involve, the the healthier the body is. Right. Absolutely. Well, and the added benefit is, let's say it even is about doing less work. Let's say you're saying like, actually, that saves me a lot of time. The idea is, I can now use that time to be more creative because this is a piece about creative ministry that people don't think about is you actually need 
space in your brain and in your day in order to be creative. Like you need time blocks where you can actually figure out how to be creative with the next thing, whether you're a pastor or you're doing digital ministry or you're coming up with games for youth group, whatever it is, you need headspace in order to do that. And so like giving it to other people in the church, you know, gives you the ability to do that. So I guess to like pull us full circle on that example, that was a really small thing in ministry that I gave away, right? That was super small. And you're thinking like, does that even matter to a volunteer that they're just listening to a sermon? They're doing, doing that anyway. And the answer is yes, absolutely. But there's also big things that you can give away. And I think this has been a hard one for me because a lot of us get our identity on what we do in ministry and giving them away can be scary. Very. And there's going to be certain things. There's going to be certain things you can't give away. Like as a pastor, I'm not asking people to step into my role of teaching the congregation on Sunday morning, every Sunday morning. Right. You might be able to give some of that away sometime, but for me, like this is the reason God called me to ministry and, and I have a degree yeah. And I have studied scripture, like I'm very well prepared and we should bring people up in that as well. But maybe that's not the piece I'm going to give away, but other things I can give away in digital ministry lately, I've been training an intern on how to edit videos. And that's a yes. big, if, if you've never done that before, that's a big piece and there's a feel to it and there's a theme to it. And there's a specific church um, personality to it. Yes. But I'm I'm going through the laborious process of teaching this intern what that looks like, um, and it it's been crazy on how much it's freed me to be able to do the things that I'm really good at. Yeah. So I, he can get it like eighty percent of the way there, and then I can take it the rest of the way. Yeah. And, and make it really good and really shine. You can put After Effects. Yeah. You can put you know some extra spin on something that makes it look hyper professional to where because you wouldn't have had that time earlier, you would have been like, okay, listen, it's, it's good enough. Hey, friends, I hope you're enjoying today's podcast and that you are a regular listener. If the podcast is proving to be helpful to you in your ministry, I want to invite you to go deeper. I've created nearly a dozen full-length video courses about all of the major topics for ministry success. Lead volunteers, lead outreach, lead interns, lead productively, and so many more. You can have access to every course I have ever created, plus all of the upcoming courses we're getting ready to create at leadministry.com. I would be honored to be your guide and to take you and your leadership to the next level. Go to leadministry.com to learn more. And if you use the promo code podcast, you can take an additional 20% off. Check it out at leadministry.com. And now, back to the podcast. Because you spent right. Absolutely. Uh, 90% of your time cranking this out. You're like, dude, I, we don't, listen, it's fine. But somebody else yes. carrying the certain earlier part of that load, which by the way, they're getting better at that, which by the way, in a number of years, they're probably going to be ready for After Effects and doing really cool stuff, right? right? Um, yep. So, I want to push pause on this idea and I want to share something from my life because I was, I am very entrepreneurially minded. I love to create new things, cut new ground. And so I would go cut new ground. I would get that 
thing, whatever it was. Like one, one time it was a, uh, uh, a block party trailer and I took a five by eight enclosed job trailer, completely tricked it out on the inside, had shadow boxes for where this tub went. Like it was literally turnkey simple. Took like a month of my life to do it in addition to all my other ministry stuff. And I had the greatest time doing that. But as soon as it was built, here's what I did. I, I trained other people how to maintain it. So I built this crazy thing. I got the plate spinning and then I grabbed their hand and I said, it's about this rhythm to get it to spin just right. And then they were getting joy out of doing this. And then I went off with that newfound free time and I cut new ground. What I would tell people in my team always was, I am not seeking to give away ministry so that I can go sit on a beach and suck on a Mai Tai and be all relaxed. Right. What I'm doing is, is right. I'm giving away ministry so that I can go do more ministry. And so it's yep. not about Absolutely. the ease of my life. To be honest with you, it'd be easier if I just did it all myself and kind of just coasted. That's not what I'm called right. to do and that doesn't feel fun. So I give away ministry yep. so that I can do more ministry. I, I do hard work right. so that I can do hard work, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it, it just frees you up to like go beyond. And that's the yes. point about the lid, right? It's you're saying like, now that I have this taken care of, now I, I'm not just thinking about how to maintain the ministry that we've already started. I'm now beginning to think about what's next for my ministry. That's I can right. dream of the next three years or the next five years, by the way, you should be doing that. If you're so busy, you don't have time to sit down and think about what's next for you in, in your ministry area, then you need to give away more of your ministry. Yes. And okay. Now, everything that you're saying, I love. Now, does it? Okay. I have two questions for you. Number one, how hard is it for you to slow the engine of Bill, you down in order to teach that other kid how to do editing? Is that a joy to you or is that hard for you? And I have my own perspective, but I want to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, I will say that is a challenge. Um, it's a challenge for people who are busy. You know, if you're a busy person and you're driven and you're very, about, you're very much about task, it can be hard to slow down and do that until, let me tell you this, until you see the benefit of it. Right. Because once you see... Once you see the time that that investment makes and how it frees up time for you, you'll just want to do this all the time because you'll, you'll, you'll be thinking, man, how can I get more of my time back? I invest in others and that gives me more time on the back end when I'm not doing this anymore. Okay. So what you're talking about is, is catching the bug. You're, you're, you're actually catching the bug of ministry multiplication. And I love what you said. At first, you're like, man, what a drag, because you're saying this amount of time, this four hour window that I'm spending with this person, what a colossal waste of time. I could have done this in an hour. Okay, time out. That is absolutely true this time. However, mm -hmm. it's only a matter of time before that four hour investment is paying you back time dividends to the 16 hours right. back in your pocket and to the 29 hours over time. So you have to right. think long-term. There's a great author that I follow. Um, 
His name is Rory Vaden, and he came up with not ROI, return on investment, but R-O-T-I, return on time invested. So that investment of four hours with this person ends up paying you untold future time dividends. So the bug... The bug, all of a sudden, and I caught it very early on, even before I was in ministry, I caught it as a high school chemistry teacher, right? And I enlisted people to help participate in this little micro community we had called Room 302 at Valley High School. And so I was enlisting other people who were far more engaged in the class, but it was, it was not only community, it was getting tasks done. And so when I got into ministry, I was like, well, dang. We really need to do so. I, I just put it on hyperdrive and I caught the vision. That's what we want for people is to catch the vision. Okay, there's so many pieces to the vision too. I actually get super excited when I see somebody excelling. When I see that video kid dominating in an area that he was, eh, he was, he was kind of a hack, but now he's killing it. That right. brings me great joy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the other piece of it too is like, not only are you getting that return on time investment, but you're getting you're getting to see people develop and grow. And yeah. uh, this is really at the heart of being a Christ follower, right? Like it is. we're supposed to be making disciples of Jesus. And so when you're like investing in people and you're training them with a the skill and then they're taking that time and investing it in the kingdom and you're all working together, now you're actually discipling them That's in exactly a way. Right. You're 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 bringing them along with that. And if you're intentional with your time with them, and it's not just about skill, that's also extra time where you can be praying for them, investing them, developing them, uh, helping them gain leadership ability. Yep. I mean, that's what I do with my people is, you know, the young man who is um, helping me edit. It's like, I'm not just having him. I'm not just having our intern edit videos and come in day after day after day, edit videos. Yeah. Like, like, he's you know, coming it's, in and we're, it's not in a box. He's not in a box right. with a chain that says, go edit non-human. Right, right, exactly. No, he comes in and we talk about his life and yes. we're, we're praying to, we're praying together as a team. Um, we're doing, you know, we're talking about his dreams and aspirations for the future. Um, we're, we're actually studying a leadership book right now, going through a leadership book. Cause I was like, if I was a 19 year old right now or 18 year old, and in this internship, like, what would I want to walk away with? Well, I want to walk away with things that I can teach him that I know now that I didn't know when I was 18 years old. So, and, and, and you are, you're this multiplying mindset guy, just like I am. And you're thinking in your mind, wow, how can I, how can I make this person's life better? That's the goal. Mm -hmm. And I love this idea yep. because it's not just getting the task done. And it's not just them having skill development. It also is, and I would tell people, hey man, if, if you're gonna serve with me, if you're gonna volunteer with me, I get it. It's not really that good of a trade, but you get me. You're gonna get my friendship. You're gonna get me in your corner. You're gonna get me taking you out to lunch. You're gonna get me listening to you. I'm gonna be your friend. Yeah. And so yeah. then all of a sudden people, before too long, they were really drawn to the whole package of, being mentored and being discipled because they were, they right. were growing in skills. They were growing in relationship and hopefully they're growing in their knowledge of their own giftings, which then leads them to places and spaces for them to know the Lord in a way that they never could have known God by just sitting dormant and reading their Bible. There is experiential right. 
spiritual knowledge about God and your relationship with him that can only happen in action times. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. And I, I think the other piece too, is there's sometimes where I've, the other attitude I've run into with people sometimes is like, well, you know, why does it pay to invest in an intern who is going to be here six months and maybe, oh, you know, they're going to leave. Yeah. Right. And that's where I think as you multiply leaders, you have to adopt a kingdom mindset. In Absolutely. other words, like I'm, I'm launching this young man into the world, uh, and invest in this little time period that God has given me with him. I am like investing in him so that no matter where he goes from this point forward, he can use his gifts and his talents to glorify God in his life. Yeah. And does it, does it matter that he's maybe this doesn't pay dividends and returns forever for our specific ministry or our specific church? No, it doesn't matter because I'm about God's kingdom. I want to see his entire kingdom grow. And, and so that's, it's important to keep in mind. It's, it is important to keep in mind. And I've often thought about, okay, so like some of us have a retirement account or some of us have an investment account and you put a, a certain amount of money in there. You kind of forget about it, or at least I do. I never mm-hmm. look at my little, little statements. I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know if it's up and down. You know, <laughs> when I'm getting ready to retire, I'll be like, hey, what do we got? Right. But yeah, in the kingdom, I believe with all my heart that the investment that I've made in somebody else I am actually, Josh, I'm receiving some kingdom, like heavenly reward dividend off of my investment in them. Like, yeah, like when I taught a guy to teach really well, and I spent an entire year of my life honing in on just him to know how to teach better. And somebody's like, wow, man, couldn't you have like, you're really focusing on one person. And I'm like, yeah, well, he's my quote, John. He's my, my apostle, John, that I'm pouring into. And I believe as he teaches and he's significantly better because of the time we spent, the way that other people are being affected is laying up treasure in heaven, not just for him, but also for me. That's what I'm banking on that. That's what I'm banking on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That is so important to keep that mindset as you're investing in people. You might not see a ton of benefit sometimes in investing people. I mean, and that's the other piece is, um, it can be risky business to multiply people. Sometimes it doesn't always work, does it? No. There's times where I've invested in people and they didn't rise to the occasion or they didn't get it. Or And you got to be okay with saying like, sometimes you make investments that don't pan out. But other times when you do make investments, you get... 50 times your return. And so that's just, <laughs> totally. that's the reality of the game. You know, it is. Well, the other reality too is... And I, I, I believe this with all my heart. Every time that I have taken the time to build into somebody else, there's another person who's actually getting built and it's me, yours truly. Because the, the yeah. means by which I have to, okay, like for, for video editing, you know how to do it. But when you slow down the process for somebody else to see, you're actually getting better yourself. Or if I'm teaching Carter sure. how to how to dynamically teach that which is it, it, it seems to be just intuitive actually it is a is a whole bunch of small skills laid together and have this beautiful salve over the top so it looks fluid it's just a bunch of skills and so when i slow right. that down and teach somebody else those skills guess what I actually grow exponentially and my teaching or my video editing blows up because 
I mean, like educational, like theory 101, those who teach learn the most. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. I, that's actually my favorite. Um, re- that's like my favorite piece of, of preaching. I like the I like being in front of people and teaching people, but I really like the, the process. Yeah. Has grown me so much as a believer in Jesus. Just going through that process of like learning it to the point where you can communicate those truths to others. Yeah. Is it's there's a depth to it that you don't get, even if you were to just go through like a study guide or something. That's exactly um, right. Because you have to know it on a different level. You do. Um, it's called it's it's called synthesis in education. You're taking concepts. And if you have the concepts in your brain, you know it at a certain level. But if you have to synthesize those and then send them out your very own mouth, you have to understand it at a significantly higher level. No question. Right. So, I mean, absolutely. Dude, how many benefits are there to multiplying? Uh, Lots. We've covered them, including your very own personal growth, including the growth of an individual, including laying up treasure in heaven for yourself through dividends and, and, and growing the, the kingdom, having relationships with people and having people discover their gifts. I mean, we, we truly have just scratched the surface. Uh, and this is a passion area of mine. And I can't believe how fast the time has flown. Do you have any closing yeah. remarks? Because I'd love to do this again. I think we could. <laughs> I think we could talk about multiplying again. Any closing remarks that you have yeah. for people about this idea of the lid? Yeah, I do absolutely. Um, here's. I just want to. This is my parting words. I guess for this is uh, the easy way to start doing this is to invite somebody. Pick one task that you think that you could give to somebody else. And the process is to have them come and observe you and maybe observe you a couple times doing that process. And then you do it with them. Okay. So you do the, they watch you do it. Then you do it with them and then you give them a task or a project. Maybe at first it's not like a a major thing that you don't want to fail (laughs) and you just give them the thing to do on their own. And then you give them feedback to that. And so just do that with, multiple areas of your ministry. And what you'll find is that is the process in which you begin to give away your things and multiply people in your life. hundred percent. I mean, and it's not like, this is not all of a sudden like, whoa, Josh and Bill have uncovered something brand new. This is what Jesus Christ did with his disciples on rinse and repeat over and over. Watch me. Yep. Uh, We talk about it. I watch, I give it to you and watch you we talk about it. I now release you. We still talk about it. Right. That's what it is. Absolutely. It it doesn't need to be overwhelming. Now you said pick something that, that isn't going to like, you you can't like when you're first starting out, you you don't pick the riskiest high stakes thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? So typically bill, what I would do is I, I always would start with the game guy. Right. Game guy yeah. was always my first. Whenever I started a new ministry, if there happened to be games, that's where I would multiply first. Cause I'm like, Hey, it is important, but bro, if you dog out the game, nobody like, like you're not preaching no. heresy here. This is just right. Right. And so game guy was an easy one or a, a simple, 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 basic task that actually has value. Um, that's, that's yes. the other thing that I think that, that I'll close with is that I think it's very important for that person 
who, who you're training to do the video thing or you're, or you're training to do this behind the scenes task or whatever it is and you're multiplying these people. It's critical to circle back around and to showcase to them how their efforts actually were utilized in the kingdom. Here was this video. Here was some random feedback that only I got, but I want to make sure that you hear you're a part of that. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And that's how you're paying your volunteer, right? You're paying them by helping them to see how their investment in the kingdom has made a difference. Oh, man. Bill, why are we stopping the conversation? We will for now. You're a good man. (laughs) I I just appreciate the heck out of you and all that you do. I would love to have you back on the podcast. So and 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 so I'll I'll uh, I'll push that envelope another day. Uh, But I have to say, Bill, in closing, Everything that we're talking about is Lead Volunteers 101. Even the recruit, the train, the retain courses, totally 100%. But then the actual multiply course, this right here is exactly what that's all about. And so, I mean, you are, you are a living, uh, breathing individual who's doing this at a very high level at your own local church. And I'm very proud of you. Mm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, gang, this has been just yet one new episode and installment of the Lead Volunteers podcast. I think this is one of my favorite conversations that I've had in a really long time. I really love this idea of multiplication. And I want you, the listener, to catch the bug, to catch the bug of of ministry multiplication. Well, that wraps up today's podcast. Before we close, would you do us a favor? We need your help to get the word out about the Lead Volunteers podcast. Three simple steps. First, subscribe. Second, leave a comment. And third, share the link to this episode on social media. Thanks again and keep leading your volunteers.